Well, welcome to uh, Theology Jam and uh, another installment here with uh, my good friend Matthew Burkholder, and I'm John Korkadakis. Welcome to Theology Jam, and um, you know we've been we've been talking about what what we want to at least present for this um, section of our of our podcast as we're close to beginning of 2024. And um, I'm, I'm personally, and, and the church is in the throes of going through a series on the book of Revelation. Yeah. And, and I, think, I, I think this would be a good platform to k- kind of put some thoughts forward about the book of Revelation because, uh, you know, I've been doing a deep dive for, well, I'll... I'll be, maybe almost a year, mm. almost a year now, um, and gone through lots of resources. And there's there's a number of things from a church standpoint that are really kind of surprising me, is how many people have, have not read the book of Revelation um, because it was just one of those books that, that frightened them, that, that they didn't know how to manage it, which, which is fair, right. which is fair because... Um, a lot of what you hear is pretty crazy stuff, to be mm-hmm. honest. And um, the other thing was just the stories that I have heard from people about how much this book has hurt them, decimated them, um, made them question God, made them question faith, made them you know question the even the veracity of the Bible. So, mm. um, so here, here we are. Um, yeah, it, it, not even that. It just scares, a, like it literally, literally scares people, people yeah. right? It's, you shared the story on Sunday about, um, you know, the, basically it was t- your, your neighbor when you were a child, basically. I think you've shared on the podcast before, but it was like, it was like almost like reading a ghost story. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Um, you know, it, it was my first interaction with um, evangelical Christians. Grew up Greek right. Orthodox, and uh, you know, my family lived in this in this top floor of this house, and this family who had three kids around our age. And um, you know, I shared on Sunday how you know, for, I remember going into their house, and they had Bible verses all over the mm-hmm. house, everywhere. So that that was you know that first interaction seeing verses and I, I still clearly remember seeing the the discipline passages out of yeah. proverbs with belts hanging oh, there and man. all that kind of stuff and um, it was definitely a household where uh, uh, the husband ruled the house the the wife was subordinate to him mm. like that whole yeah. cultural thing yeah. that's that's ugly can I say ugly Christianity? Yeah. I think there's two versions of Christianity. There's authentic Christianity, um, and I think there's ugly Christianity, yeah. right? Yeah. And to me, this was a, a kind of ugly Christianity. Well, it's interesting. You you know, you go into a house filled with Bible verses, and what should be you know what is the vibe you would hope is yeah. a, is is in a house full of Bible verses. It's probably you would hope it wouldn't be one of fear, right? <laughs> um, but you know, it is like revelation. I, I so I worked in a, a bookstore, a Christian bookstore, when I was younger, 
And of course, part of the job is reading. And I read all sorts of stuff. And reading those left behind books, right? That, you know, they were huge. They yeah. were so popular. Yeah. And I, I got through, I think, the first two or three. And then, of course, all of the, um, you know, the, the, the wild, like, prophetic books and stuff that would be there. And, you know, I'm, I'm just reading everything I can. And, and I remember, I think I, I, I never finished the Left Behind series. And I just remember thinking, like, this is, this is wild. Like, yeah. this is so, you know, like, somewhat entertaining, but then realizing, like, oh, this is, like, what th- these, this, these Christians really believe about what's going to happen. And, and it was, you know, I had enough, you know, for me, I had enough to just sort of be, you know, I, I sort of rejected it in my own kind of theology. But if, you know, if you weren't, you know, if you're reading those things, thinking about, oh, this is really what's, what? this is what this book is all about. This yeah. is revelation. You know, this is going to happen. This is around the corner. Like, I mean, it's a scary thing. We've talked about, you know, the rapture anxiety and the, and the apocalyptic, uh, you know, texts that are, that can really bring a lot of fear to people. And, you know, is it, is that really what revelation is intended to, is that what it was intended to do or, or is that the purpose of it? And, and again, there's people far smarter than me who, you know, think differently about revelation, but you know, is it, is it a hopeful book? I, let me ask you this question in all your studies, deep dives, would you, would you, would you want to say that Revelation is supposed to be a, a hopeful? Oh book? Uh, yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Written written at a time where you know Christianity is 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 being, you know, it's it's expanding around right. the world, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, um, and the fact of the matter is, you know, there's even enough scholars that argue that the the height of persecution has not arrived right. as of yet. Yeah, you know, it, it like, wouldn't like, have right historically. You know, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, it's just you know you're 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 seeing kind of uh, uh, you know small skirmishes in terms of but widespread persecution to the degree that we often think about revel- revelation hasn't you know fully. Uh, you know, happened within the uh, within the empire as of yet. So, in some ways, Revelation's kind of predictive right. of of you know the the potential. But I, I think that's that's the uh, beautiful thing about it. For instance, like of all the scholarship that that I've been reading, none of them, none of the you know the the, the well known scholars who do a deep dive into Revelation, none of them hold any of the popular views that the average right. street person holds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it just doesn't exist. In mm-hmm. fact, their, their, you know, insights to the book are, I, I think, are far more profound. Right. You know, what I said to my life group the other day is that what, what hopefully you're going to walk away with is a more hopeful reflection of the book of Revelation. You're going to be able to identify... Um, how Babylon shows up even in our modern culture, mm-hmm. and, and which are the warnings of the Book of Revelation, mm-hmm. that there's the spirit of Babylon that exists is 
was part of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. If we allow that the, the spirit of Babylon to, to continue, it's going to manifest itself in certain ways, and it's going to be diametrically opposed to all the things of the kingdom of God. Right. Um, and, and I think those are the components that we totally miss when, when it comes to the book of Revelation. You know, um, speaking of my brother just the other day, um, you know, my mom's in hospital, so, oh, yeah. you, you yeah, know, yeah. We, um, we met up at the hospital, and I actually broached the subject with him, which is probably 40 years in the making right. of broaching the subject with him. And the first thing out of his mouth was like, oh, I remember that. And like the demons come out of the earth and, and oh, uh, horsemen of the apocalypse and and just all the, the, the stuff. He says, I don't even, like, don't get me started about God and, and that would happen and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, yeah, it's, it's impacted him all these many, many years later. Right. It's interesting because we, you know, when you read Revelation, it's so different than the the texts in the New Testament, right? Like we we have letters, uh, we have you know gospels, and then we have this apocalyptic literature. And it's interesting how, the, you know, when we encounter something different in the New Testament, it should change the way we. Uh, way we approach the text, right? And it's just interesting how, um, you know, there's this particular commitment to sort of taking everything literally. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, you know, that commitment, you know, people want to take the Gospels literally and, and the letters of, you know, the, you know, the historical details literally. Fine. Then they get to Revelation and they, they don't shift in their thinking to to sort of see that this is, uh, I mean, the, the actual literal words are important. Don't get me wrong; that's an important thing. Uh, but to 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 fail to see it as a, um, a sort of an apocalyptic, which means like a, a peeling back of the, the the curtain, right? A looking behind and seeing this imagery that is describing. Um, <clears throat> you know, the Roman Empire or the powers of, of, of Babylon that, like you said, that, 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 are, that arrive and show up in, in culture and in society um, and instead want to see, you know, the literal beasts coming out of the water or the literal beasts coming out of the sky. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know if it's a failure to engage the imagination in a different way different oh, way. I, I think you're right on. I, it's a I, failure of I imagination. Think, I think it is. I think it's a failure to recognize the diversity within uh, within the New Testament and and to engage our imagination in a different way. And, and that actually comes from a particular historical approach to the Bible that, that I think has failed a lot of people uh, in in particular with the book of Revelation, can I say that? I, I yeah. Don't, oh yeah. 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 I mean, you know, in, in fact, um, um, Revelation for the rest of us, written by uh, Scott McKnight and, mm-hmm. and Matchett, um, that that's that's one of the key things that they bring up in the book is that is that <clears throat> it's it's supposed to the book of Revelation 
is is meant to evoke our imagination, right? And 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 to to have us respond with certain feelings about what we're seeing the the you know majestic pictures the awe inspiring uh pictures the those those frightening moments where you know if we allow babylon to fully be exploited this is what it's going to do you know um you, you know they they bring all that kind of stuff out and and you know i said i said earlier and uh, they would sort of hold to all of this, and I can't remember the scholar's name, um, forgive me, but he said we can dissect Revelation to such a degree that we end up with a cadaver as opposed to a living text, and Revelation is a living text, right? So we have to be very careful about every last, you know, symbol having to be interpreted in, in such a literal way. That's what where literal biblical interpretation, I think, hurts us more than I, I, helps I think, us. I think so. I think it, I think it, uh, it actually, it actually, it, it forces us to, to, to be in a world other than the one I think it was being composed in, right? Yeah. Like, like there's a, there's a tradition happening, uh, within, the, the period of writing, right? Like this apocalyptic literature, which is deeply connected to uh, to Jewish apocalyptic uh, yeah. writing, which is which is a which is a, a style of, of writing at the time. Um, I mean, we have those those that literature. It's connected deeply connected to the Old Testament, right? Oh, and deeply, the, the yeah. Hebrew Bible, yeah. like the Book of Daniel and yeah. Isaiah and the prophets, and you know that's that is part and parcel with with the text and and again you don't you don't read the book of daniel the way you read the psalms or you don't read the psalm you know you don't read the book of daniel yeah. the way you read uh you know uh the book of romans for for example yeah. you know yeah. and so you know we we're stepping outside of the world in which this text was written revelation and and that's and, and that's too bad because that's the very thing that uh you know, evangelicals have historically emphasized is to be, you know, connected to the intent and the grammar of the, you know, the and the history of when a book was when when a book was written. So this it's a very fascinating dichotomy. And you you know you mentioned the scholars too. You know, I have people in my life, and and they'll be, you know, they'll be like, oh, I get my my theology of revelation from this guy, yeah. and then I look them up, and I'm like. Uh, Who I, are they? You just cringe. You're just like this guy is. He has. He's not a. He's not a well reputable scholar. And again, I, I mean, just because you're not, you know, a yeah. scholar from a big school or, you know, whatever. Like, let the arguments rest on what the arguments. You know, the arguments. You know, a person without a PhD can make a good argument. A person who's written thirty books can make a bad argument, right? All that to say, you know, there is a bit of a scholarly consensus yeah. that you want to have when you are engaging with with scholarship. And I mean, some of the scholarship out there is just terrible. It's just bad. It's you know, um, not to demean people, but it's a, a bit Mickey Mouse. It's a bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, their you know their credentials aren't very reputable. Their writing is very. It's just it's disconnected from from 
from mainstream scholarship. And again, it's, it's you know, you, you talk about the popular understanding of revelation and there has been such a disconnect. And, you know, you mentioned, I don't know if you, this was before we started recording, a lot of pastors avoid revelation. Yeah. And I don't think that's right. And I think pastors have a responsibility to to take what they've learned in seminary and to, you know, they're reading the commentaries and, and they're doing the hard work and they need to transmit that. Uh, you know, that's a gift. The scholarship that people put into the book of Revelation is a gift for the church and it's not right that pastors are avoiding it. So if you're, you know, maybe I'm being a little hard, but man, if you're a pastor and you, you know, you're not, you're not engaging Revelation, you need to know that a lot of people are engaging it through these popular scholars who are not, yeah, and they're, not, they're leading and, people into really yeah, weird, really unhealthy, yeah. very, unhealthy very, understanding very, 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 yeah. of of revelation. You know, and in the in the you know, uh, you, you brought that up earlier that it calls itself an apocalypse, but it also calls itself a letter. It calls yeah. itself a prophecy. Mm-hmm. It calls itself a political document. Yeah. Like like that's the interesting thing about the scholarship. You know, most most. New Testament letters identify, or books of the Bible, identify themselves with a particular genre, right? Um, but but some of these are multiple genres. For instance, Daniel starts out as a narrative, right. but concludes in yeah. in apocalyptic yeah. fashion, right? right? Yeah. So, um, you know, you adapt to all of that. Um, and, and, and getting back to the popular notion of revelation, um, I think I said this in, in my life group. Um, for instance, look at the, the Christmas. You know, we just came through Christmas, and, you know, we have these pictures, for instance, of the wise men, three wise men, right? Bible never tells us it's three wise men. Right. It's three gifts. Um, you know, tradition has yeah. has sort of overpowered the the biblical text. Uh, they weren't even at the manger, right? So we have all kinds of pictures of yeah. you know the wise men at the manger. That's nowhere in the Bible, right? That's you know they came at a later time when they were you know family was in a house, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Jesus definitely was a little older at that time, um, but those are such ingrained traditions. That you know they're they're embedded in in the whole Christmas story, even though they're not biblical. Revelation kind of falls under that same category. There's just this popular notion of the book, and um, it's presented in a particular way that scares scares people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it is is very unChristian to be honest, right? Because because I think that's part of um, what has what has challenged me is I have friends who, you know, are not not believers, and they and basically say, "Let me get this right." You guys gloat over the fact that you know the world's going to come to an end, and all these people are going to die horrific deaths, and the judgments, and all this kind of stuff. And you guys actually chart it out and celebrate it, and. Uh, and I, I, I found that really disturbing, mm-hmm. right? Is, is the book of Revelation all about we win and we get to cheer now and all that stuff? Or is it something a little bit more profound than that? Yeah, yeah. Have you, did you read J. Denny Weaver's st- stuff about Re- Revelation? Um, I, I, no. I yeah. No. Anyways, he, he, 
you know, he's he's a good uh, he's a good old fashioned Anabaptist, nonviolent guy. So, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, it's been a few years since I've read him, but you know, one of the things that he he points out in the book of Revelation is, um, you know, there's a point where. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm trying to dig deep here in my, in my brain here, <laughs> uh, but there's a point in the book where, you know, all of this is happening, and then the, you know, he turns and he sees the lamb, the lamb, right? He turns and sees the crucified lamb, and you know, you know, Weaver's argument is is basically that Revelation one two which is, this is a revelation of Jesus Christ, you know, like yes. that, you know, that's, that's the through line. And, you know, in, in, in amongst all of the, you know, the evil of the world and the evil of, of the, of Satan and, you know, sin and death, you know, we have, we look to like the crucified God, right? And so that's, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, these, the book Revelation sort of goes through these cycles where it's telling the same thing and it, things are not necessarily in order. And But that's sort of the thing that we, we can come back to is that Christ defeated sin and death through his, through, through his sacrifice of, 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 of the cross, right? And yeah. so, you know, that, you know, it's sad that we folk, you know, not we, but a lot of people focus so much on, you know, the you know, the pestilence and the death and the destruction when, you know, this is according to Weaver and I tend to agree that that the point is is that, that Christ defeated those powers. Yes. Yeah. Right? Through his loving sacrifice. And, and and so, you know, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if that's the message that we communicated through the book of Revelation instead of this sort of you know, fearful doom and gloom and destruction. And I, I don't know. I think there's something to be said about about that interpretation. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I think there's a lot to commend that particular interpretation because, as you, as you said, there's there's moments where John is you know confronted with what you know the curtain being pulled back, right. the reality of the war, the yeah. spiritual war that's yeah. happening yeah. in the heavenlies, right? Um, and yet Christ is the one that can uh, unseal right. the scroll. Right. He's the one who uh, stands in the in the midst of the twenty four elders. He's you know object of of worship in the in the book of Revelation because he's the only one worthy. Right. right? He's the first and the last, and all, all those kinds of you know beautiful imagery. Right. That 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 happens, right? In fact, even you know, one of one of the things that gets missed, um, the letters to the seven churches, right? The introduction where Jesus identifies himself. Every one of those introductions come out of the first chapter, right? Like you, you know, all the all the all the you know uh, categories of Jesus being, you know, um, uh, the one. Uh, with with the sword of his of his mouth, it's you know all of those identifiers are part of those seven letters, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a reminder that no no matter what, Jesus is ultimate King Priest, right? Um, and and the and it is the revelation of Jesus Christ, not just the revelation of 
you know, the timeline of history, right. which is just such a sad way of looking at the book exclusively. Oh, and I mean, you, there's a whole other conversation about the modern idea of history too, right? Oh, yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. you know, not necessarily the way in which uh, the New Testament, you know, person would have thought about history. I mean, that's that's a really fascinating conversation, uh, you know, something that I that I've that I deal with a little bit in, in, in my research, but you know, that whole charting out, right. That's the whole charting out of, of the history. Oh yeah. Quote unquote is, it would have been a, a very foreign concept, uh, to, to, to the author of Revelation. Well, 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 very foreign concept, you know, how many, how many of us, uh, treat the, you know, the seven bowls, the seven, like yep. the judgments, all yeah. as a linear yeah, thing, li- yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. Well, most scholars believe that's a recapitulation. Yeah, it is. You yeah. know, yeah. seven, you know, uh, three times seven, that it's a recapitulation of the same judgments with 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 a different, um, you know, mm-hmm. kind of impact statement right. as, as part of those. And I'm, you know, really, really attracted to that. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of hopefulness in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is walk around, no matter what um, generation you're a part of, you need to walk around with your eyes wide open to the spirit of Babylon that is embedded in empire, embedded in the the values of the world that see power and authority and and human social structures that degrade others like mm-hmm. you know the the list is is long and complicated and and one of the things again I can't remember what what scholar brought this up but that um, we shouldn't think of the book of revelation as a book of judgments but a book of justice yeah. And I, to me, that was incredibly insightful, that we, we yearn for God's justice, and we want God to be a just God. And, right. and here's the book of Revelation reminding us that God sees what's going on. Mm-hmm. God understands what's going on. Um, and the justice that we all long for will materialize at some, at some point. And that empire itself will always bring about its own demise. Yeah, uh, you, I, you know that is that is excellent, right? The seeing it as a thing of justice instead of judgment. I have the privilege, like my supervisor is, he wrote a commentary on Revelation and oh. um, Joseph Mangina. Joseph, and, yeah, and uh, you know it's it's a great commentary, and and you know that was one of the things that when I read it, I I really. You know, my reaction to Revelation was to, I didn't really like the way it had been interpreted, you know, for most of my life. And so I wanted to just sort of stick it completely into the first century historical. Like, yeah. I, I don't want it to say anything about, about the present or the future or anything like that. But one of the things that, that Joe's commentary really forced me to do was to, like you said, to see how those things manifest themselves in the present day. And, and that is something we all, we all, not all of us, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of us, you know, we feel it like in our bones, right? The injustice of like you know, political uh, power, you know, abuse of power or corporate, yeah. 
you know, yeah. the, the empires of, you know, corporations and how they exploit people and they, they, you know, they abuse the environment or they take advantage of, of people. And, 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 you know, uh, as Joe would say, like all of that's in the book of revelation, all of it. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and you think, you know, what a powerful, what a powerful book to, to help us, uh, expose and and resist through the power of of of, of God's kingdom, uh, you know, and, and 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 that becomes a it, it really makes it come alive in a different sense, and I think that's that's where the book can really bring I, yeah, a lot of meaning. Yeah, yeah. I I've, that's I think that's beautifully said, absolutely, and I think that's the heart of what gets missed in the in the Book of Revelation. You know, surprisingly enough, like. Like I, I think it speaks to, uh, to the dangers of AI. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though yeah, like yeah. ten years ago yeah. that wasn't even you know yeah. basically on the radar, yeah. but it's it's a warning about you know we're moving in a, a direction of transhumanism, yeah. right? Where you know uh, people want to out outlive and and all all of this kind of stuff, and uh, you know we we have a. a, a it's not widespread, but but uh, we we have those that that want to see the demise of humanity, right? Because of the you know of the the planet's more important and all yeah. that. Kind of, and I think the Book of Revelation just clearly points to uh, those ideas that really become dangerous, right. and they're they're at the heart of Babylon, yeah. and and how it it's an empire of sort. But that empire is dangerous. Doesn't you know? Um, doesn't benefit humanity in the long run, and are, are, all those things are warned about in the Book of Revelation. Yeah, yeah. Um, this we recorded this. I think what, what we've done two weeks of Revelation. Two weeks. Well, well, an introduction and then the first chapter. Yeah. Okay. And how long are you doing? How long is this? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. So you know, I might, I might. I can't remember. This one might be released very soon. So if you're listening and you want to check out uh, the series on Revelation, you know it's it's been excellent so far. Uh, you can uh, villagegreenchurch.com. Uh, you can go there. You know you can go to our YouTube. You can watch John's sermons. Um, you can come and join us in person if you're in London. Like that would be awesome. We'd love to. You know we'd love to you know, support you as you, you know, maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't go to church because of Revelation. Because of Revelation. Right. So maybe this, maybe this opportunity for you to come in and learn about it in a, in a different and hopefully hopeful way. Um, But yeah, thank, thanks so much, John, for doing this. I'm really glad you're doing this, this series. And, uh, you know, I hope this has been a helpful podcast uh, episode for, for our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, listening. We, we still get, you know, emails and people telling us they listen and it's, it's really appreciated. Feel free to share it if you like it and, and send in questions and topics, theologyjam at gmail.com. Um, I don't know. Are we, do you want to wrap up this? I mean, I mean, you're going to do 10 weeks of it, so I feel like you could probably go on for the next three hours. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, when, when, when I first considered um, 
doing the book of Revelation, it was like, get that thought out of your head because it's, it's crazy. Um, and um, the more I started diving into it, the more I started realizing there is a lot of really good stuff. And also t- from a timely standpoint, you know, um, like I think every day I see on social media and especially out of the States, people saying the rapture's coming, uh, Armageddon's just around the corner, all this kind of stuff. But we've been saying that for over, you know, 2,000 years now. How's that been going for people who like yeah, to how's, it? <laughs> yeah, ex- 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 exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it's really sad that we treat the book of Revelation as purely an end times thing. Mm-hmm. So this book was just written for whatever generation yeah, was going to be the very, very last on earth. And mm-hmm. I think I, I, that to me is like beyond comprehension that God would do that. Right. You, you know, you put elements of it in there for sure, but for the entire book to be reserved for the last seven years or whatever, I think is really selling the book of Revelation short of, of the, the impact it could have in the present time yeah. and place. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well said. Yeah. Can I just do a three-part summary? Like Robin Whitaker wrote a, wrote a little commentary on Revelation called... Revelation for normal people. Yeah, those are, right. Those yeah, are she. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Jen, and China, I actually got that for Jen for Christmas. Oh, did you? Yeah, did yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I love her three-part summary. She says, "Book of Revelations about worship, witness, and waiting." Mm-hmm. The three Ws. You're gonna, you're gonna hear it. You know, Sunday uh, again. I'm gonna repeat that again because I think, I think her summary is really, really well done. Mm-hmm from that standpoint. And I think it just transforms the entire book when we understand the importance of worship, the importance of being a witness, and what it means to wait on God, mm-hmm. that God's about to do something. So, awesome. yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks, John. Uh, you, know, this, we, you know, we didn't really know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still getting over, like, colds and flus and things, and yeah. so I appreciate you toughening, uh, you know, those who are wondering why I sound so weird. Thanks, thanks for uh, just going, going through with it with me. But I'm really glad we could do this. Really glad this, this turned out great. And, um, uh, yeah, so until next time, thanks for uh, listening to Theology Jam. <laughs>